Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Guiar, and I was raised Catholic, became a prodigal, then a progressive. I am now a born-again Christian. You can listen to my personal testimony in the first three episodes. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth about the salvation of Jesus Christ through the grace of God. That's the gospel or the good news that the New Testament brings us. Are you absolutely sure that you have your one-way ticket to heaven? One-way non-stop ticket to heaven. I pray that as you hear this message today, that you don't just take my word for it, but start reading the Bible and seeking the truth for yourself. Ask God to open your eyes, mind, and heart to hear and understand the truth. As Paul states in Romans 10, 17, so faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. The episode will begin after this short message. Earthquakes. There are a lot of them lately. And um, I'm Puerto Rican, and I lived in Puerto Rico for some time. And I do remember feeling some tremors every so often. There's three that I that I remember. Um, one of them was late at night. It was like 11 o'clock, and I was in bed, and I'm lying there, and I'm thinking, this bed is moving. Um, it's really disconcerting when you know the solid ground that you're standing on starts shaking. Um, I think for somebody who's never experienced an earthquake, um, the best analogy would be like turbulence on an airplane where, you know, you're, you're flying along and everything's nice. It's moving all of a sudden it starts jumping up and down and the pilot says, don't worry, buckle your seatbelts. We're just going through a little turbulence here. Well, yeah. So, so, (laughs) um, the earthquakes are short and it depends on how deep it is, how widespread the, the, the feeling is. And of course the, the magnitude of the earthquake. Well, Puerto Rico, um, the, the southwestern part of the island, which is about 50 miles um, southwest of San Juan as the crow flies, that area has been shaking since December 28th, and it has not stopped. Sometimes it's they're 15 or 20 minutes apart. Sometimes they're three hours apart. Um, I started following on Twitter this account called Every Earthquake. And they actually tweet every earthquake occurrence reported by the USGS, that's the United States Geological Society. And it's it's a robot, and they, they just, if it's, if it's um, reported uh, by the USGS, it gets tweeted out. And so I'll flip through that a couple of times a day to see, you know, if the earthquakes have gotten fewer or or lesser in magnitude, but it doesn't seem to be. Sometimes I'm thinking they're only 1.8 or something like that. And then I'll see a 3.9 go through, you know, so, and it's all in the same area, some of them to the north of the island. Um, uh, And then I just saw one today, it was a four point something over in the Cayman Island. So that's all in the Caribbean plate. Um, And then there's a lot of earthquakes happening in what they call the rim of fire. So that would be Alaska, Japan, um, the um, east coast of Russia, and then the South Pacific, Indonesia, uh, New Zealand, and then all along the, the Pacific coast of, um, you know, United States, Mexico, and all the way down to South America. Okay, so what I'm getting to is the, um, 
is being on solid ground. Okay, so I'm using the earthquake analogy because, like I said, it's very disconcerting when the ground that's supposed to be solid underneath you start shaking. Um, Another another thing that I've experienced and I've experienced several in my life are hurricanes. Um, I was in Miami for Hurricane Andrew in, I think, 1992, that was. Um, And then in the summer of 04, and I've mentioned this before in past podcasts, I was in the Space Coast for Francis and Jean, who came in in the summer of 04, two weeks apart uh, from each other around Labor Day. And um, after one of them, or both of them, I don't remember when it was, I I drove over to the beach, and uh, and so I was walking on the beach. Uh, and I noticed, I mean, in some areas, the sand was just like gone. And there are a lot of condos in that area and houses in that area. Well, the people that live in those very expensive condos and houses who paid a lot of money for beachfront property were getting kind of upset with the, with the city there and um, saying, okay, what are you going to, you know, put back the sand on our beach? And they go, well, the hurricane took the sand away and it's not. You know, it's going to take a while to build the sand back up again. But that got me to thinking, you know, it's like you build your house on sand and then you expect it to still be there when the hurricane comes and the sand is gone. And that reminds me of um, uh, a teaching of of Jesus. And it's both found in Matthew um, chapter seven and in Luke chapter six. And uh, Jesus says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey, it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Um, And over in Luke sounds very similar. Um, uh, In Luke chapter 6, verses 47 to 49, um, Jesus says, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into heaps of ruins. Oh, that's that's it's it's a tough teaching, but it's true. It is true. Um and um you know i've been how is this a benefit of uh salvation in jesus christ well that's just the thing because a lot of people follow a church whether it be a catholic church whether it be a presbyterian or methodist or i'm not you know i'm not bad mouthing any of them but we should be following jesus not a church because the churches can and will, you know, or may be destroyed. They are the sinking sand. Okay, Jesus is the solid ground. So no matter what happens to the church, the church is a building. 
So whatever happens to the church, Jesus is still there. He's still our savior, our redeemer. Um, and he's not going anywhere. If we go all the way back to the Old Testament, and we're reading in Psalm 26, verses 9 through 12, uh, we read, Don't let me suffer the fate of sinners. Don't condemn me along with murderers. Their hands are dirty with evil schemes, and they constantly take bribes. But I'm not like that. I live with integrity. So redeem me and show my mercy. Now I stand on solid ground, and I will publicly praise the Lord. Okay, so when you become a born-again Christian, you have repented of your sins and accepted Jesus's redemption of your sins. So you have your one-way nonstop ticket to heaven. Otherwise, you're heading in the wrong direction. You're heading into, into hell, and you don't want to go there. Okay, so that's you know why the psalm says, um, I live with integrity, so redeem me and show me mercy. Now I stand on solid ground, and I will publicly praise the Lord. And then I've read Psalm 40 in the past before, because I, that one, I want to say that's my psalm from when God got me through two years of unemployment. And Psalm 40, uh, 1 through 5 reads, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walk along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust in the Lord. We have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. Oh, Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. Have you ever been stuck in the mud? I remember when I was in high school, um, we had this pond um, off our off our property. And um, when it rained, it got, you know, it got pretty full. And there used to be frogs in there. And, um, you know, and it was it was an excellent science project in there. It was really good for that. And it was good for exploring. So one day I had some rubber galoshes on. And um, I tried to go in to take a look at something that was in the pond. Well, I got a little too far into the mud and I got stuck. Okay, so I when I tried to pull my whole leg out, my foot came out of my boot because it was stuck in the mud. The mud was sucking me in. I mean, it was just this was just this massive suction in this mud. And so, um, I, and I think about that when I when I read this, especially you know, verse two. He lifted me out of the pit of the spare, out of the mud and the mire, and set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. And that's something that. When you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. When you repent of your sins, when you invite Jesus into your heart and you're baptized, he gives you the Holy Spirit. And he'll steady you as you walk along. In many other verses, I did a search for solid rock. And in both 2 Samuel um, chapter 22, verse 32, and in Psalm 18, 31, actually reads the exact same line. For who is God except the Lord? 
who but our God is a solid rock. Um, and then as we pull this whole thing together, what uh, Jesus was saying with, um, you know, you follow my teachings and it's like you're building your foundation on solid rock. Well, something else that he says several times, in fact, I found it 19 times um, in the New Testament. And um, it's basically, you know, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And in Revelation, changes a little bit because it says anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Okay, and if you read um, Revelation 2 and 3, uh, Jesus is reprimanding the churches. And the thing is, is a lot of, a lot of the things that Jesus is reprimanding the churches of, of back then in the first century is happening right now. So it's up to us to look at the churches where we're worshiping every Sunday. Do they teach the gospel, the true gospel, the gospel of Jesus's salvation, that there's that through Jesus only, you have your one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven. That's what's important here, folks. And there's a hymn that I remember singing a long time ago. And it goes, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. People, I don't want you to be in sinking sand, because sinking sand is just going to suck you in, and it's going to be harder and harder to get, to get out. But Jesus can pull you out no matter how stuck you are. So turn to Jesus. And, you know, don't take my word for it. It's in the Bible. Read the Bible. God bless you. And soli deo gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it's got you thinking. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. The links are in the show website. There, too, you'll find links to my two favorite free Bible study apps, YouVersion Bible App and Through the Word. These will make it easy for you to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. God bless you, and I want to leave you with this prayer from Psalm 40, verse 16. Heavenly Father, May all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.